but the intention is definitely to to point a finger at everything around it all of us are responsible for this particular shitstorm that's that if you're thinking or looking for an origin story of of a, a bad guy th- this guy has all the ingredients he has all the ingredients yeah. i mean when you're watching it it's like literally that it's, yeah. he has all the ingredients and then you realize that that's probably a, a lot more people in this country have that story you know yeah send a message to the aliens of one of those rovers i come here news is not where you learn anything you know <laughs> <laughs> all the time like from them having like she's found a way in here also <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Don't Run Into Glass, a podcast hosted by the Citizen. In I'm Gayati and I'm Anika. And Anika, what are we chatting about today? Today we are chatting uh, with a director, the director of Indian Predator, uh, The Butcher of Delhi, a three-part docu series on Netflix. Did you catch it? Anika, if I hadn't seen it, I don't think we'd still be friends. That is <laughs> true. We've been talking about it since it came out. That is true, and I'm so happy to welcome Aisha. Hi, Aisha. Welcome. Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Aisha, we are so interested in understanding um, not only this particular um, uh, work that you have done, but also your past work. But I want to begin with one particular, very direct question: How would you? Is there a definition of a serial killer? I mean, so that you define a serial killer by the fact that they commit. Uh, a series of crimes that are similar in a modus operandi to the previous one right like so that is the definition of a serial killer so multiple crimes that follow a certain pattern is the conventional understanding uh but then you can you can dig f- further and there are things that uh you know what are the urges what are the motivations what are the modus op- operandi different things that sort of uh define serial killers but broadly that is what it is Right, yeah. and uh, you got into this. Um, this I, I watched it in one sitting. It was very interesting. Uh, also, it was about Delhi, so yeah. it was even more closer to home. Yeah. Um, I had my dog sleeping on the bed with me. Same, for, uh, same. That's why yeah. I actually didn't watch it for that long because I was like, my dog tries to like leave the room when I put him in, so I have to make sure he's there throughout the night. Um, but for me, I think it was more very interesting because I didn't even know of this story. I've lived in Delhi my entire life. I've grown up here. Yeah, and uh, this is not far back in. history or anything of the sort it's fairly recent no and yeah. uh, it's a very interesting case and i didn't know about it i want to know aisha what made you choose this story like how did you come across it why did you decide to actually it? this is one of the reasons why i was uh, so into this story but I'll, so uh, vice and netflix um, uh, decided to do this umbrella series called indian predator um and then there was a pool of stories that were in different stages of development and research um and when i was brought onto the project a bunch of them were uh, sort of we were looking at and reading up about and things like that um and then there's a process of filtration that you go through for each story which is like um how filmable is it are your you know do, do you have access to talking heads are they good reliable narrators what kind of archival material do you have to rely on so you know based on a lot of these kind of things uh this story became quite um quite rich uh, in that way and i think what i was really interested in being from delhi somebody who is really into crime and studying crime um i had never heard of this um oh, it, you hadn't heard of it i, 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 I yeah i hadn't heard of it and 
it is not ancient history. It's a time where we did have the 24-hour news cycle. So yeah. it was definitely something that fell off the cycle. It was not there. Um, and it's it's audacious, right? It's like somebody throwing the gauntlet to the police yeah. in their backyard. So I, I was amazed. I was like, how is this that we... We don't, and that becomes one of the themes in the series that we talk about, right? Like, it's like, why is it missed? Why is it that he's an invisible man killing invisible people and therefore it's not people like us and therefore yeah. it doesn't bother us? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, those are the areas of... Yeah, and you said you have an interest in crime. Like, yes. that's your background as well? No, it's not my background. I'm just generally, like, quite interested in, intrigued by uh, true crime and I spend a lot, a lot of my time, like... Um, listening to podcasts or reading. Same. I love it. <laughs> true, crime, true crime is having a moment. Right? Yes. It is, it is yes. really the, the main thing these days on podcasts. Because I'm for watching sure. only murders in the building right yeah. now. Oh, that's <laughs> I mean, like when when you have series on like HBO where the protagonist is a podcaster talking about true crime, exactly. then true crime has like yeah. But, but I, I wouldn't say it's like like a like a really new thing because true crime has been big. Uh, you know, 70s, 80s, in different forms. Yeah. We didn't have podcasts then. Yeah, the story of Charles Manson, remember? Yeah. That was the story yeah, yeah. of the hippie. Yeah, but yeah, this yeah. is another question for Aisha before we get into like, you know, Chandrakant Jha's story yeah. and your, you know, sort of experience here. Is that all of our associations with serial killers yeah. is from the West? Yeah. You know, like Mindhunters. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You guys have seen that. Um, all the well-known serial killers were pretty much now part of popular culture. Yeah. All in the West, which made me actually almost believe that we don't really have serial killers here. In fact, in your uh, docu-series, a couple of the cops and others even say that, you know, there are parallels to this in the West, but yeah. it doesn't happen here. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you, after all your research, have you would you agree with that? Would you say that serial killers are largely a Western phenomenon or is it as pervasive over here? You know, um, I think, so if we go back a bit, so I think serial killers are definitely a product of the environment that they come from, you know, and if we study the American serial killers, it was like sort of traumatic childhoods out of uh, families that had come through the post-war era right like so american soldiers and people would come back and then so-called like sort of traumatic household and through that was born like kids who were probably traumatized just broad yeah. broadly right so if you're a product of your environment uh, are we saying that there's not there's no violence in india Definitely. there's a lot of violence in our homes it's very normalized it's a different kind of violence right um i think there are serial killers. I don't think that they are, they are um, uh, caught enough, are caught. I don't think the system has enough capability to track and follow and talk to each other as departments um, and really, you know, sort of nab serial killers. I mean, I don't think our states talk to each other. Yeah. So um, if you look at serial killers and you're going to imagine that they only operate in one pin code in Delhi and therefore they'll be caught. Um, good luck you know yeah. but like yeah i mean i think that i think that there are i think our systems are too stretched i think they they you there's a crime there's a body if you need to catch the culprit you've caught the culprit and you've put it in in, in jail there's no connecting the dots further yeah. and beyond that to understand really i thought like see from all my training of the police i've gotten from this famous show called cid wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i thought the solution to all of interdepartmental and solving a crime is daya phone records nikalo right yeah, 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 <laughs> right yeah. and uh, 
I gotta I gotta say something because uh, when Gethi said about uh, serial killers not being you know a phenomenon yeah. and it even being addressed in your show, yeah. but then I think you started something because like yours was the first of its kind that I watched, which is on a serial killer. Yeah. And then recently I watched Delhi Crime. That the latest one is also on a kind of a serial killer or impersonation of an old serial killer gang that existed. Yeah. So they're there. Yeah, they're, they're there. there. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's it's quite yeah. incredible because the story, the Indian story. Yeah. And I also both uh, shows had a similarity uh, of a nobody killing a nobody you right. know that that in in that landscape right, and right. it totally you know qualifies your uh, uh, thought yeah. of how they are a product of the environment yeah. and the social injustice a common thread of social injustice yeah. and the other thing that i think we wanted to talk about was their relationship with their parents you right. know so what i want to actually understand from you through the course of your research you really got into the mind of the person, the mind of the case. Mm. So two part question. Mm. First, what was it that you found out? And second, did you meet anyone from the family of mm. this particular? Uh, um, okay, so, uh, you know, uh, when we got the case files, we knew who the killer is. So this is not a whodunit. It's not structured like a whodunit. In episode one, you know who's done it, right? Um, when you present the story in this in this form, then you have to answer the questions that are going to come up in your audience's minds, right? And what is the first question that's going to come up? Even for me, when I read it off the page is why? Why would somebody do this? What makes somebody do this? So um, I think it's more answering uh, in answering those questions that you you start to open up uh, layers to figure out why and how do things happen because uh, for me, it's hard to believe that somebody is just born downright evil and, you know, they're going to go on a rampage to, to kill multiple people. So that that is the starting point to, to start to ask those questions. Um, about the family, um, so, you know, I think what what sort of jumped out at us when we did visit Bihar um, is that our sense of life and security and violence in in urban bubbles of safety and security are very different from what is the reality in places like rural Bihar. Uh, the value of life is a totally different concept to what we have here, right? Like you like, it was like a really harsh cold winter and there are children who are like eight months on the roadside, right? Like with the cattle in biting cold fog. True. So, I mean, imagine an eight month old on the street Right? of any of our friends as kids. So th this the idea of what how precious life is, is a different thing. So lives are more violent, I would say. I think they are, they are immediately confronted with a lot more harshness because the, of the level of poverty. Uh, climate conditions are not fun. There's a drought annually. Um, more than 50% of the state has to travel to different states to, to make any kind of living. Even then they're the bottom of the bottom, right? So um, I, think, I think just the nature of life is so much more traumatic on a, on a daily level that I think that is where, I mean, you think like a mother who has had seven, eight children can barely feed them. Each one is probably looking after the next one. 
Yeah. You know, so and growing up is hard, right? That's why yeah. I wanted to be you also know, I have that in my notes, like, you know, brutality of life kind yeah. of like circle because I mean of course nobody's here gonna sit and condone the actions of the serial killer, but you have to like when you tell your story, the things that do stand out are of course like neglect as a child, a very, very difficult um, sort of uh, upbringing, coming to a city where then he's like, you know, Chandrakant is attacked, brutalized. Yeah. When he retaliates in another incident, he's slapped with the false case. Yeah. And not only him, but his wife are arrested. Yeah, yeah. Then a cop tortures him in jail. Yeah, yeah. And then he comes out like sort of like already. The yeah. audacity. Also, he the, 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 the way he spoke, yeah, you know, yeah. to the media, for the example. Media, yeah. He was just like, you do what you want, but I'm telling, this is my game now, yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. my time. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think also like the link that you're trying to make is that if you're thinking or looking for an origin story of of a, a bad guy, th this guy has all the ingredients. He has all the ingredients. Yeah. I mean, when you're watching it, it's like literally that. It's, yeah. He has all the ingredients and then you realize that that's probably a, a lot more people in this country have that story you know? yeah i mean you know i think for me um it, it i didn't want you to think that oh my god let's look at the other bihari outside our window with weird like lenses yeah, right yeah. that's not the intention all, but yeah. the intention is definitely to to point a finger at everything around it yeah. all of us are responsible for this particular shitstorm that's created you know, like it's from the justice system to the police system to the social system to like poverty to like our cities to the way the you know like it's all of it together, and let's let's look at let's let's point a finger everywhere because then that is the scariest part, right? Like of how do you yeah. how do you point? It's easy and convenient to point a finger in one place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you know I want to just sort of come back to an earlier thing that you'd said as well about why in India. You know, we don't necessarily connect the dots because yeah. once you've solved a case, you're like done with it. The cops don't have the time. Yeah. Even this case, the reason why that there was at least some pressure is because that letter got leaked to the media. Yes. So it became a bit of a you yes. know a media yeah. uh, case where the, there was pressure on the cops to try and solve it. Yeah. But in your uh, documentary, like the cops say that, you know, we have 400, 500 unidentified bodies where we don't know who the murderer is and we don't know who the victim is. Yeah. And that's the reality. And once they've solved a case, they don't need to necessarily look beyond that particular case. That's right. Which is why in your third episode, when you go to rural Bihar yeah. and you speak to people there, most of whom say that, you know, this guy was, oh, he's killed people here. Yeah. The cops you were saying turned around and said, wait, why are you even in rural? Why are you, con they were surprised you were connecting those dots. Yeah, because, you know, for them, the case is closed. Yeah. He's in jail. Yeah, what that are you comes doing? on them, right? Why? why uh, well, does it come badly or they actually just like, what is the point? Hmm. Why are you, I mean, he's in jail. So what is the point of your investigation or what you're doing? Because like, he may have, but the three that we got him for, see, they are very concerned with, these are the three that we got a charge sheet about. How do we put him in jail? Yeah. That's the area of, that's how much they're concerned. They're not concerned beyond that, how many more he's killed, how many more he may not have killed. Because for them, that means they now have to prove it in court. Yeah. They don't have the bandwidth. And how was it, like uh, I mentioned this before, how was it going to Bihar and talking to these people? Like, as you uncovered, I'm sure you were uh, uncovering first-hand information yeah. that wasn't known to anyone before, yeah. right? Because you extended your uh, research in that direction. Yeah. How was it, how did you feel? Like, I want to hear about you when you confronted 
this really harsh reality you know i i i do want to take a segue from a little story that i experienced where and i'll tell you how i yeah. felt i had a lovely boy working for me here in in delhi and he used to he had worked with our family and sweetest boy used to cook the nicest dal you know yeah. and one day i walked into my kitchen and you met him actually kalu uh, i walked into my kitchen karlu was his name he was howling and i said what happened and he told me that he got a call from his dad his sister had recently gotten married the dad had gone to meet his sister and the new husband had beaten up his father very badly publicly mm. and he was howling because completely dishonored mm-hmm. right so that feeling of dishonored had affected him so badly so I, he said i need leave i need to go to my village right now i said okay sure but what are you going to do what's your plan do you know what he said to me mm. he said i'm going to kill him mm. and i got so frightened mm. and i said i can't let you go mm. i simply cannot let you go and then i simply did not also know how to talk to him i mean from what context am i going to explain obviously i can tell him it's illegal you, yeah. you know it's you know i know you've been dishonored but i for the first time realized um how honor can have different grades of reaction yeah. from people yeah. and i'm not qualified to understand his his emotions right yeah, now yeah yeah i just can't i mean see see uh, so if you watch the series a lot of what chandrakant is doing is trying it's a desperate cry for attention yeah it's uh, it's the cry to try and establish his identity as somebody right um what is his reality that he was born in a very poor family with many kids probably grew up feeling that he was somebody came out into the real world realize not and on top of that got a sequence of events that like just brutalized him and ruined his life where he's going on screaming and trying to catch people's attention right so this this need and this search for identity rooted in our indian family system which then when mixed with things an idea like honor and respect um uh, honor is what you're trying to protect your identity right my identity as a man my identity as a hindu my identity as a whatever right so i think this is these are the particular things that that cause the confusion that cause the mix that uh in that reality is very much the reality maybe very removed for people like us who sit here Absolutely. in south I, delhi what i thought yeah. was you know when you have nothing yeah. all you have is honor right all you have is honor and respect and if you lead a good life then you feel you deserve better if you don't have material things in your life because yeah. that's the only asset yeah. of your life and certainly it's connected to identity but yeah. when that is disrobed yeah uh, uh, you know we are seeing absolutely terrible reactions yeah right? yeah yeah i mean like it's different triggers for different people uh, and and for different cultures and 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 family but yeah that's that's honor and identity are huge in india i mean as we know for many things uh but you were asking about going to bihar and uh traveling to bihar was like it was unbelievable as an experience to confront um that reality of the place that chandrakant comes from uh to be in a village where almost every family in that village is some way was related to the violence that he either perpetrated perpre- perpetrated by killing somebody or by actually being a part of his violence um so it was it was incredibly eerie in that sense because we were meeting a lot of people our research team which was incredible and led by nandita um 
did an amazing job to find us the new material that we did find and even just sort of uncovering it was almost like it was almost too good to be true because like we found this like beaten up photo album and then we found negatives that hadn't been developed and i remember like we found an app that would develop neg- negatives and we were all sitting in this cold car and like we we were seeing the image appear and we were like what is this what is this because for the first time so you read a case file and you say that okay somebody was chopped up and hacked right and for the first time you see the image of how it happened yeah. the moment before it happened yeah which is i mean i had to pause the documentary when that came <laughs> because she flashed the photo once yeah. and it just seemed like three guys like mm-hmm. sitting you know yeah. but then you suddenly notice the uncomfortable angle and then certain things and then you're like oh my god yeah, yeah. i got the hgv was so bad that yeah. i was frightened when you found but this so, is probably a documentary filmmakers like I don't know. This is probably some kind of like how, rush how for a documentary filmmaker in a perverse way. I mean, like, you know, I like actually genuinely like I am so lucky to have found this story and the people who led to this story and all of this kind of stuff. But when we, when we were there in that moment, I think I remember like the whole crew was just. I mean, we were unable to process it because you are everybody was in the room when we, people are telling you about the crimes, right? But like. to see that image from just before probably something that was going to happen we you know we've heard talked about um it was quite sobering and and um obviously the next day we get up and shoot again so you just like get on with it but yeah it was quite incredible so a related question kind of is like you know you said earlier that i don't want you watching the docu- documentary to turn around and say okay i you everybody who matches let's say chandrakant's profile i want to view them with suspicion so yeah. that's obviously not the goal right no. but let's say someone who's involved in making it and who's involved in true crime one aspect is like i mean how do you sleep at night like are you more trusting of people now that you know that maybe what goes into making a serial killer or are you like just constantly on edge i don't know this might be a very silly question how no, does it affect like, you i want to know how it affects so you. uh so i'll tell you so you know like w- when we were making it which was 2 years ago yeah. we, because we were making it in 2020 um it was it was quite tough because i have to say like you know also when we're getting the information and we're getting stuff that is outside what we had planned uh and it's new information so how do you talk about it to anyone in your life you can't yeah there's we, we literally did not know i mean at least i had no language to talk about it so li- so when you go out you're kind of a little bit of a boring person because you like really don't have anything to say you know because yeah. your head is somewhere else and you're sort of processing a lot of it and um and even with my partner who I, in a in a very jumbled way I would try to explain what i was like okay we just leave it you know whatever and then i think it was the actual process of editing and putting it together and making sense out of the material which is what gave me a language to be able to okay this is what this is w- what it is um and but by the time you all saw it it's 2 years later for me so i've already processed it and i'm like okay with it and i'm like so i'm not i'm not um if you if you're asking like am i traumatized and on edge yeah. not right now but you were but was i really like affected by it at a certain stage but like It was so much about telling this particular story that I I don't think I'm I'm not like uh, like I'm not in fear of the either the city yeah. or people or you know I think this is a story that's very particular to him. Yeah. Uh, um yeah. It is but uh, I mean of course it is a very particular story. I mean it 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 takes more than just your circumstance but 
is this a common theme in all serious killer serial killers a neglected deprived childhood because i mean from whatever again my knowledge of serial killers is literally popular culture so yeah. i have to admit that i mean I'm that's not, most of our yeah. yeah. unless you met a serial killer and i heaven forbid that ever happened mm-hmm. you, you, might have, you don't even, might not even know but that's <laughs> not even the point know. like there there's an academic interest in it yeah. which i can know of, of course but for me it's just popular culture and that seems to be something i've taken away that you know it is a very deprived neglected childhood usually you know some kind of trauma in your childhood parents or society and insignificance you know needing to feel important a weird kind of a power trip i think i think those are generally understood to be markers for uh for this but you know like on the flip side many people will say that many people have that kind of existence and they yeah. don't turn to serial killing so it's obviously a lot more than just those things because uh those things can l- probably lead you to feel a certain way but then the act of it is a different kind of psychopathy or whatever you want to call it um but you know even in that case even with chandrakant's fa- familial situation i know that a lot of the villagers do point at his mother but i would still you know that's something that's a moment that i struggled with as well because mm-hmm. i was like i am not here to put blame on the mother yeah right like we don't know her circumstances what we are being told is by the men of the village that is their version of the story we really, really do not know what she went through to raise a family like this i don't know so yeah. what are her compulsions and what made her a certain way and what was that way we know that even like forget village rumors what are rumors in our world are like yeah, and how much absolutely. they can magnify right so i'm not here to blame the mother either yeah yeah no i think and i think that does come across in the way you've told the story like you've sort of like not been pointed any one reason it's just sort of a multitude of yeah. things that happened in his life yeah. which could or could not have contributed to it but while watching it i did think of the mother uh, figure because again from popular culture like if you look at any of these american or uh, serial killers most of them do talk about a very complicated relationship with their mother more than the father so i mean again that's of course uh, maybe mm. a conversation yeah. for and it doesn't mean that you know the either is actually an evil person or a bad person it's mm. just complicated relationships have such complex reasons mm. yeah. but it's uh, but the common factor is it didn't work out between them right and that's why one is really angry about it mm. and yeah. and I, i agree with you i've seen that consistently i mean i think in the american serial killers there's a lot of daddy issues as well yeah. it's not just mommy issues i think it's both Um, yeah, daddy issues is a trending topic in America. Have you heard about Elon Musk and his daddy issues? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was quite that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, uh, I also wanted to understand um, in your interest in true crime. Yeah. Uh, just to understand serial killers in India, are there any other stories that we don't know of that you could tell us about? I mean, I haven't done so much research, but like, I'm sure there are like there's so many. I'm sure there tell are a few. I mean, I anything you would particularly like to work on a story you would like to tell that you yeah. sort of came across that maybe wasn't the lead story because you know the sources were not there or the puzzles didn't like the You know there are, there are a bunch of them uh, about uh, two more that are coming as a part of Indian Predator. Um you may have heard of one and you probably have not heard of the other. They're not serial killers. Mm-hmm. They're a different kind of crime. Those are super interesting stories. Um and I have looked at a bunch of crimes and they are interesting to me also are like what kind of goes missed in our reporting you know like even the way we report stuff yeah. part of the problem is that we don't tell the story well enough we mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. if you if you read the reportage about the story you probably would 
you'd be like what is this what is this and that is also interesting to me you know because you pick up any newspaper and you go to page 4 5 and small little blurbs if you start to imagine the story behind it could be insane yeah if you I think you know you think about it so i mean there 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 are many i mean i can't name i can't name one or two but like i am working i mean not working on a series but there are a couple of that i've been reading but i want to keep them a little bit tight so that it's a, it's oh a surprise God. people you still have to tell us a story aisha no 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 i'm not here to do that the one that you jumped that the one you're not considering to but the, why would i tell a story yeah, it's not that's fun. the next i mean that's just like a wikipedia article mm-hmm. yeah. no, no. Right? I mean, no. check this out on wikipedia no, so no 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 that is what one of my friends actually when i was very young so this is what got me into uh, reading about serial killers uh, friend of mine akshay from pune that you used to know about um he got into it and he started you know reading all the books and watching all the movies and all and then he used to send me wikipedia articles he's like read about this but listen i speaking of wikipedia and the media like it actually kind of like um, reminds me of an incident there was a murder of at a family friend's home hmm. and uh, we were not being able to speak to the family friend and our only sort of source of this is like last year or two years ago and our only source of information was the media and the media had like literally portrayed like one of the living family members as the murderer right. like literally it was written like it was fact right. and obviously the story when it came out was the complete opposite it yeah, was somebody yeah. completely external yeah. completely different motive but if we hadn't like spoken to the person people who were involved we would have never known if we went by those media reports those media reports were like written as fact as if it was you know the new who the I mean it's was. terrible it's, it's ter- terrible. I mean like the state of what is happening with our reporting and journalism around crime is horrible because once you once that information is out there yeah the nobody is going to go back and read one year later what was the real result of that crime and what was what actually the court said or what the judgment was in their head is going to be that person exactly yeah and that's never going to it's never going like if you actually like i worked on the arushi and himraj case uh, yes and so and if you you ask people around you who did it yeah you will be shocked at the answers you get yeah this is like uh, they'll say whatever they have no idea what is the status because that's just imprinted in your head now yeah it is and that's yeah. actually in fact that uh, reading these news reports is what i it reminded me of the arushi and himraj case because i was like now i finally know that what was coming out of the media was probably completely conjecture yeah. and was written as fact and yeah. this is the problem with crime reporting in the country yeah, it's yeah. like uh, this is the problem with sensationalism in the country yeah. you want to read you want the clickbait you yeah. want people to go click on that article or you want True. to sell yeah. a newspaper copy or whatever it is and the reporter on the ground is also you know wanting to sell a story yeah. Because, yeah. you know getting his story picked up i mean he, that's his his or her own struggle you know somebody pick up the story it's like no, you know i'm i'm not i'm not one for so like calling for regulations uh, or because like i feel like anyway there's too many regulations especially when you talk about ott platforms and what like you know censor board and things like that um uh, but but like if you look at it like the percentage of the market or the living rooms that the that the otts get into compared to how many are watching the news so called news right yeah news needs some, i mean because it's a it's fiction it right is, now it is fiction it's total fiction i mean it's a panel discussion s- at uh, in its format no generally. no people are saying whatever yeah, there's a kuch bhi and, and they like yeah. and actually newspapers and like the news media is like supposed to be the first draft of history it's supposed to be recorded like facts you know no, it's not. and it's 
Yeah. Even like, Chandrakant says that, right, to a reporter. He says, you guys can't even get the story right. Yeah. We should like, send a message know to... where the body was found. Yeah. Yeah. We like, should send a message that. to the aliens on one of those rovers. You know, if I you come here, news is not where you learn anything. Anika talks about aliens literally in every single episode. Like from them having like... She's found a way in here also. Like the most non... first chapter, imagine if someone from like some amazing planet came in like, let me figure out what these humans are doing. And they checked out Republic or like... Like some other channels, they are, they'd be like, really whoa, I'm going, really I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, So that is a huge problem, in fact, like, yeah. you know, the role of the media in sensationalizing um, crime and uh, sort of distorting it and even distorting public perception yeah. um, does definitely seem to be a problem. So we're kind of like running out of time. Anika, yes. do you have any? Cause, you know, Many, I'm, but you know, <laughs> we keep it for off camera. I don't think she's going to answer on camera. Anika wants to just basically have you like solve some... <laughs> Yeah, I was like, can we go on like nighttime crime patrol? Like, uh, can I be your daya? <laughs> I think I think you're the uh, you're the most uh, like sort of fanatic about true crime person that I've met like after me I think I'm just like okay no, I, I think I'm just very thirsty for like um, true crime based in South Asia that maybe beyond CID you know like just yeah. a little bit more like a little bit more based in like um, police files and stuff like that that's why I really enjoyed your uh, uh, you know work and I enjoyed the new recent work that has been coming out I mean it was great I mean I think coming back to reporting that that is a big part of the problem that we're not reporting it well we're not telling the stories of our culture of our space of crime well we're not doing it so uh, i think it's important to do it now yeah okay you guys can enjoy your true crime like i don't know if i'm revisiting the subject anytime soon i literally like i, I told my husband i was like you can't leave the room today the dog can't leave the room today no one can leave but it was it was very interesting for someone who's not into true crime as a genre like you have you know over here one person who's your Literally, and somebody was like, you know, Anika has been telling me, watch it, watch it, watch it. And I was resisting. Yeah. It was a very powerfully story, told story. So I do yeah. definitely think more stories thank like you. this need to come out. Thank you. Thank you both. You did such a great thank you. story. So everyone thank should watch it. Yeah. Because we haven't recapped it at all in this episode. It's on uh, Netflix, everyone. Yeah. The Indian Predator, The Butcher of Delhi. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Aisha. Thanks, Aisha. Thank you. Thank you both. <laughs>